Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their career services division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their career services division, Larry Norm, Kim, and Judy, always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, this week, a city county council committee approved by a vote of 8-2 to two new maps for the city of Indianapolis, but Common Cause has released a draft map and saying maybe the council should adopt those maps as well. So joining us on the news line to talk about all this is our good friend Julia Vaughn of Common Cause. Julia, thank you very much for being with us. We do appreciate it as always. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, so help us out here. Uh, before we get to your maps, uh, what did you think about the process that the council did? They had uh, public hearings, several different languages, uh, virtual hearings, every township. Uh, they said, uh, they, uh, Bob also told me uh, last week they had a process that was open, transparent. Um, what do think about the way the council drew their maps? Well, on the front end, indeed, the process was open and transparent. I commend the council for doing a lot of public outreach and trying to get public engagement about what the new map should look like. So that was good on the front end. The problem is on the back end, they're doing a horrible job of public outreach. You know, it's real difficult for people to engage on this issue without draft maps in front of them. And so there were some interesting discussions out at these township level meetings, no doubt about it, but at a higher level. And so, you know, it's always important whoever's in charge of drawing maps to do before and after. And so the fact that the council gave the public exactly one opportunity and you had to come downtown to the city county building to participate in the hearing last night. That's very disappointing. So they started out well, um, but it's not ending so great. Um, well now, let's talk about uh, the maps that uh, your commission put together. What is different about your maps than the city council maps? There are some similarities. I mean, we followed the report that the consulting firm the council hired to gather public input. We followed that really closely. So we made an effort just like the council did to keep the Irvington neighborhood together in one district. Uh, likewise, we wanted to make sure that Fountain Square was reunited into one district. So in some ways, our maps are very similar. I'd say the biggest way they're different is that we didn't consider incumbent in dresses at all. We didn't plot out before we started where the current council members live. So because of that, our maps would create a tremendous amount of turnover. We created six open seats, six districts that would have no incumbent. And then we double bunked or put two incumbents in the same districts. Um, actually, there was one district down on the south side where three incumbents ended up in the same district, but that happened four different times. So I'd say that was certainly the biggest difference uh, between our map and the one that the council is proposing. Uh, in their situation, um, there are uh, four Democrats that end up in the same district, uh, but certainly not um, the, the level of displacement that our map would see. And then the, the second difference is we really tried to create, when possible, districts that would be swing districts that 
either party, major party candidate would have a good chance of winning. And, you know, the council has said um, we didn't look at political data. Um, You know, you can believe that if you want to. I I don't think it's very wise to do redistricting without looking at political data. But, you know, the important thing is that you disclose that you did look at political data. And so our group, multipartisan group, did. Uh, We wanted, again, our goal was to create as many swing districts as possible. And so our map outperforms the council map um, by one. Uh, We count about six competitors competitive districts uh, in their map, and ours included seven. So those would be the major differences. But, you know, the big difference is process. Um, You know, it's frustrating to me that the council has said they can't, you know, turn this job over to anybody else, yet they turned it over to a law firm. Um, So, you know, but the big difference in our process was that all parties and independents were involved. Um, And so, you know, again, our goal was, was to respect communities of interest and where we can, Uh, have districts that really encourage competitive elections because, you know, voter turnout at local elections here in Marion County is horribly low. And I think one of the reasons is we have a lot of safe districts. And so if we can encourage turnout by creating competitive districts, then we should. And that was one of the goals of our mapping process and one that we think we met pretty well. Our guest on the program today is Julia Vaughn. Julia is the Executive Director of Common Cause Indiana. We're talking about the City County Council maps here in Marion County. Common Cause Indiana just released this week their own version uh, of the maps, uh, basically drawn a little bit differently than than the council maps. Uh, But, Julia, I want to go back to the similarities, though, because you folks said that uh, based on your analysis, uh, the council had six competitive districts. You guys have seven. Um, Also, uh, the council drew a new district on the south side of town, a new district on the north side of town. So if the only difference was really the process, but the outcome was for the most part uh, pretty much the same, um, what's to get upset about, so to speak? Well, I don't think the outcome was the same. Again, um, our maps did not consider incumbency. They were drawn incumbent blind, um, so they would cause a, a, a lot of uh, current council members to rethink their future or, or move to uh, another district, another part of town. Um, and, you know, again, I think people are just finding out about these maps. And so that's why the process is more important, um, you know, as we've had the opportunity to look at the street level uh, view of these maps, we're finding more and more neighborhoods that are divided. Because as I said, the council did a good job for those very few people who bothered to show up at the public hearings earlier this year. You know, they listened to Irvington. They listened to Fletcher Place. They listened to Fountain Square. That's good. But the problem is when you move the lines to make one neighborhood whole, that's probably going to impact a neighborhood down the road and you're going to end up uh, dividing them. And so we heard uh, input from council members last night that they've been hearing from people in neighborhoods like North Kessler Manor. Uh, You know, I was looking at the map on the northwest side uh, yesterday and I noticed a a traditionally black neighborhood along Grandview that is now attached to Meridian Hills. And I kind of scratched my head and think those are two different 
communities of interest. So, you know, process is paramount when you come to redistricting because I don't think we've had enough time for people across the city to a figure out redistricting has happened, b see this new map, and then figure out how is it going to impact my neighborhood. So process is extremely important. You cannot underestimate, you know, how that is going to uh, impact the end result. So I don't think we really know uh, what people in Indianapolis think about these new maps because they haven't had time to process it. So um, the the big problem is next year on Election Day, a lot of people are going to figure out that redistricting has happened because they will show up at the polls and they'll think, who are these people on the ballot? That These aren't the folks I've been voting for the past 10 years. So I think we are just we've just scratched the surface. Uh, there are more North Kessler farms out there that have been divided and um, you know what's the harm that we came to the council last night and simply asked for more time give us another month give us um, you know time for us to explain our map to you and why we think it's better but to take this position that nope this map is cast in stone we can't move any lines because you know that'll just mess the whole uh, thing up I mean even the General Assembly uh, was willing to make adjustments to their legislative maps uh, when people pointed out some communities that weren't well served by them. So uh, we're just disappointed that the what started out, again, as promising, uh, looked like they were sincerely trying to make this a really open and transparent process to rush these maps through in less than two weeks uh, here at the end of the process is a disappointment. Uh, Julia, one of the things also uh, that uh, I remember having a conversation with Council President Vop Osley and Vice President Zach Adamson, uh, what they said when they drew their maps were the precincts, uh, because you can't divide precincts across... Yeah. Uh, or across lines. How did you folks take the precincts into account? And did that play a role in maybe, you know, keeping it maybe a separated a neighborhood of, of, of interest, so to speak? Yeah, it, it really makes it hard. You know, the fact that you cannot divide precincts. I mean, I understand the necessity in that uh, in terms of election administration, but there was this particularly, it became really problematic um, for us as we were trying to draw a district over on the east side. And as I said earlier, we wanted to keep Irvington whole. Um, you know, we definitely heard their message at the Warren Township meeting. And there is this one precinct think that it dips below Washington Street and it's just a block or two you know but we considered Washington Street to be that dividing line for the Irvington neighborhood so we didn't you know so yeah the, the whole precinct um, the fact that that happens separately from redistricting you know here in Marion County it's the responsibility of the mayor's office so the council doesn't have anything to do with it and and so then you know the impact of that is they're kind of coming into this blind right and over the years the number of precincts in Marion County has reduced significantly. So that also impacts the flexibility that you have in terms of drawing these new maps. So listen, nobody ever said this was easy, you know, and, and structurally it's really, really difficult, but that's just another argument 
for taking it slow and getting it right. And as people said last year, particularly when we will be voting under these these new districts for a decade. Uh, Julia, uh, we've got a couple minutes left here. I've had to let you go. Um, uh, I know I see your map created also 10 majority minority districts uh, in addition to those seven swing districts. And I want to say the, the council map uh, did basically the same thing. Right, right. And, you know, one of the things that we were looking at real closely, particularly on the west side around the 38th and Lafayette Road area, you know, we were thinking maybe the Latino uh, population had grown so significantly over the past decade that we might actually be able to create a majority Latino district over uh, on the west side, but that that didn't materialize. The numbers were getting close, um, but but not really possible. I mean, you could have would have had a really sprawling district um, if you'd done that. But you know, that's another thing that I think we really don't understand yet about the the council proposal is how some significant minority neighborhoods, you know, the Chin Burmese community down on the south side, really dramatically risen in terms of numbers over the past decade. And and they're kind of clustered in a, a general area down there in Perry Township. So again, uh, one of our wishes was that we'd have the time to really dig into these maps and figure out how various communities are going to be impacted in terms of their ability to, you know, get a responsive government down at the city county building. So uh, again, you know, just disappointed that the council, which you know, I, I believe they were sincere in their effort um, to hear the community. But again, it's that before and after, and they're really not giving the community enough time after the maps have become public to get a good understanding and, and make our, our wishes known. Uh, Jill, let me ask you before we let you go here, how would you compare uh, this map, this map making process compared to the one uh, 10 years ago under Greg Ballard, uh, then the other one maybe 20 years ago, where, ended up actually, where the I, Supreme Court actually happened to happen to draw the map. Well, I got to give it, you know, and I will say that I kind of got the impression uh, as I have talked to President Ossoli about this, that there has been, you know, sort of in the back of their minds, let's not go to court over this this time. And so I, I, I think that you know, that's my hope as well. It's always a waste of time and taxpayer money uh, to fight over redistricting in court. So um, uh, from a partisan perspective, uh, which was, you know, the the maps here, they, they weren't over, you know, constitutional issues. They were over my party got screwed. So I'm not going to stand by and let that happen. So, um, I, you know, certainly this process has been better than the um, uh, prior two, uh, but they were really bottom of the barrel affairs. So, um, uh, you know, I will give the council credit uh, for certainly being more responsible than the past two rounds of redistricting or behaving in a way that was uh, somewhat le- less partisan, uh, certainly more transparent and more open. So uh, what's next uh, for you folks and the council maps, do you think? Well, 
we're you know going to continue to reach out by the to those communities and neighborhoods who are being impacted and make sure they know what's going on um we'll be encouraging folks to participate in the full council meeting when a vote will be taken on may 2nd and you know uh we think that the council could do better so uh we're going to be urging folks to uh, vote against these maps but um we recognize that's an uphill battle all right. Well, our guest on the program today has been Julia Vaughn. Julia is the Executive Director of Common Cause Indiana. Talking about the new maps that the council drawn. Also talk about the, the maps that Common Cause uh, put out as well. So, Julia, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to chat with you. And we will chat with you again real soon. Thanks, Abdul. Take care. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.